Welcome to Positively West Virginia, where each week we share positive stories about successful West Virginia businesses making a difference in our great state. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WV News, United Bank, Mylin, and Interaction Media. Now, let's get down to business with your host, Jim Matuga. Hey, West Virginia, are you ready to get down to business? Welcome to Positively West Virginia where we share with you each week some of the amazing, positive business stories happening in the great state of West Virginia. Our goal is to help educate and inspire business people across the Mountain State with these in-depth stories. This week, we're going to learn about the success story of Jaeger Design and Interiors, a West Virginia design company and their owner, Elizabeth Jaeger Cross. Elizabeth, are you ready to get down to business? Yes, I am, Jim. All right. I am so glad you're on our show to talk about your company. Folks, Elizabeth Jaeger Cross is the owner and head designer of Jaeger Design and Interiors. Jaeger Design is an established design firm in the heart of Putnam County, located in Scott Depot, West Virginia. Jaeger Design has been serving the tri-state area and beyond for more than five years, and they specialize in commercial and residential interior design. Their team consists of a mixture of interior designers and architects, and they genuinely love bringing their clients' design dreams to life. Last year, the U.S. Small Business Administration presented the West Virginia Woman-Owned Small Business of the Year Award to Elizabeth Yeager Cross and Yeager Design and Interiors. Elizabeth, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that brief intro, and give us a little behind-the-curtain look into your personal life. Sure, I'd love to. Uh, so last year, we did win the award for Woman Small in Business of the Year, and it was such an honor to be included in the um, in the ranks of the people that were presented with awards. There were great stories all across West Virginia of people who were putting themselves out there, starting businesses, um, and doing great things for our state. And like I said, it was just an honor to be included with those people. Um I have a small design firm, uh, like I said, in the heart of Putnam County, and a lot of people um, over the course of the last five to ten years have said that um, there's not a lot of business in West Virginia for an interior designer, that not to expect to be too successful. Um, You know, there was the down of coal, and, uh, you know, a lot of people were in shifting processes with their jobs. And, um, so, you know, when I went out on my own, um, I was a little bit timid to start with, but I've been raised in a family of entrepreneurs. My mother and father have had their own business, um, since before I was born. Um, my dad was a contractor, uh, a builder, owned restaurants and land. And he just raised all of us kids to, you know, get out and uh, make sure that we were the masters of our own destiny. Um, And my sister is a a doctor, has a family medicine practice in um, Tate Valley. My brother has Jaeger Financial Services um, and insurance in Tate Valley. So we all kind of run our own businesses. We all pay homage to um, our parents who, um, you know, got us really started and, and put us in the business frame of mind for, for life. That is excellent. Thank you for, for sharing that. Yeah. Elizabeth, uh, 
what tell us you know obviously you're you're coming from an, an entrepreneurial family but how did you get into mm-hmm. the the design and interior design business what got you into that whole uh, career path well that really starts with um, you know like I said my like my dad telling me to, to do something in business but really the heart of design for me started with my mother um, my mother didn't get to go uh, you know get an interior design degree. Um, because that really wasn't a thing when she was growing up. She was a history teacher um, until she married my dad, and then they became a business duo. But my mother always had a a beautiful, immaculate home. I mean, she could walk into a room and move a lamp, and it could change the whole room. Um, And I I remember going to bowl furniture with her as a little girl and spending hours um, in there just looking at fabrics and different types of furniture. And she could just you never questioned my mother. If she said that something, you know, she could be in Texas and looking at a rug and she'd say that would match with the furniture that we have or this or that. And, you know, she'd get it back and it'd be exactly spot on. And that always inspired me um, as a little girl and even a young woman, you know, sometimes in our early youth, we're kind of struggling to what direction we want to go in. I mean, I, I considered being a lawyer. I considered going to med school like my sister um, but there was always an artistic part of my brain. Um, I love to sing. I love to um, to draw, and I love art and music. And and there was always just something that I knew I couldn't sit at a desk and just do one thing always. Um, and she, uh, I got it. I got my business degree and kind of was floundering for a minute. And she said, "You know, University of Charleston has an interior design program, and it's really picking up speed." So I went down and met with um, Joe Kerr, was the um, main person for the design firm at that time, and Tracy Wassinger, and um, I fell in love with the program. And uh, it was a four-year program, and I'd already, you know, I didn't exactly need another four-year degree, but it just seemed like the right thing to do, and it went really quickly, and kind of the rest is history. Wow. That's a wonderful story, and and it, it you know one thing you mentioned you know being inspired as a as a young girl and as a young woman, you know effective design could really change everything, can it? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, a lot of the times uh, in my business, there's uh, people really think it's about you know you pick paint colors and um, you know fabrics, and it's that that is the aesthetic portion of our business, but. Um, true interior design, uh, true interior designers who have a degree like myself, um, we're taught the fundamentals of design. Uh, and then we are also taught about safety. Um, a lot of what we do is, you know, residential as well as commercial, which means business, uh, and buildings. And we're, we're taught about how to get people, uh, safely through corridors, uh, the amount of people for space. Um, the means of egress, which it means how you exit a building, um, and then filling those spaces with furniture that will work for the purpose of the space. Um, you know, just there's a lot of different considerations to do with interior design that you really just don't think of until you get deep into it. Yes, I agree. Elizabeth, um, when you meet folks, uh, say for the first time, what's your 30-second elevator pitch for your company? My best elevator pitch would be, you know, if you um, if you want something done and you just don't have time for it, um, you hire a professional for anything in your life, whether it's a lawyer or a banker or something. An interior designer is no different. We may be a, 
a want instead of a need. But I really, really love when we get hired to make a home or a business space feel very personal and very your own. Um, we really help you try to get down to your budget uh, of what you can feel comfortable spending. And then we really try to make your dreams come true within that uh, design perspective. Absolutely. That's, that's perfect. Well done. Elizabeth, as a business owner, uh, oftentimes, you know, we have, we have our best moments and we have our worst moments. Sometimes it's fun to talk about the worst moments because I, th- I think oftentimes there's a lot to be gained from that. Take us to that worst experience that you've had so far in the, the five years or so since starting your company. What was the, what's been the worst experience you've had uh, in, in Jaeger Design? You know, um, I, I thought about a lot that, a lot about that and there really hasn't been, you know, I'm an extremely blessed person there and, um, I try not to focus on the negative. Um, I can't put my finger on the absolute worst, but I'll tell you, anybody that's in, um, you know, a sales position or if you work with the public, um, you kind of have to have thick skin, whether it's um, working with, you know, clients or employees, or you kind of have to, uh, you'll always have ups and downs. And the biggest thing for me is, um, maybe in the first year of business, we had a couple of clients who um, I figured out after a while that I just couldn't please. I don't think there was anything that anybody could do to, to please a, cu- a couple of people that we had. Um, and looking back at it, I feel like, you know, um, I've come to a place where I can trust my gut. So to say, if I have a, an odd feeling about something or I just feel like, this may not be the right fit for our company. Um, you know, anymore, I kind of just, I kind of tell people, you know, I don't think we're the right fit for what you're looking for. And you don't have to be rude to people. You don't have to, um, you know, say, well, I don't want to work with you or anything like that. But, you know, if you don't think that your business is the answer to someone's necessity, then, you know, you can just politely tell someone that. And I've learned to do that over the last couple of years. I try not to focus on the negative. Um, you know, I, there's been times where I've kind of let my feelings get hurt over certain things. And, and my husband, you know, he's the person that I, he has to hear all of my griping. And um, he'd say, Elizabeth, why do you care if everybody doesn't like you? And I'm like, I just do. <laughs> you know, you want, you want to be successful. You want everybody to like your work and you want everybody to like you. Um, I do at least. Um, and I've kind of just come, I've kind of just come to the terms with, um, you know, uh, like I said, you can't please everybody all the time. Um, and, and you kind of just, you move on from it. Absolutely. And what you just described there is, is profound. That's a great business lesson. I think I talked to a lot of company owners uh, and have for the past, you know, couple of decades. And I think when you start out, you know, somebody will say, hey, Jim, or hey, Elizabeth, do you do, and before they even figure it out, you're like, yes, I, I do that, right? Because you want every piece of business. But then you get to that point where you're like, you want to be selective and make sure that it is the right fit because it will drain you. It will kill you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a waste of time for yourself as well as the person who's trying to hire you. You know, so if if you can kind of streamline that point that gets everybody to the best result, then then you know, just it's going to be better for everybody. Putnam County is one of my favorite places. I, I spent a couple of years there um, in the Polka area as a as a young boy. Uh, my dad was in the banking business. We lived down there, but I love Putnam County. Aww. And 
so Elizabeth, tell me, why do you like doing business? What's the best thing about doing business in West Virginia? Well, let me tell you something. Putnam County, I've, I'm a born and raised Putnam County uh, girl. And um, not only is it a great place to do business um, because of the people, but the businesses in our area, some of them, you know, are have been here long before I started my business, back when my parents were starting their businesses and beyond. Um, we've got an awesome chamber of commerce, um, which we like to be really active in. And, um, you know, people say there's no money in West Virginia, that there's no vision, that we're behind the times. And, you know, I get really upset with the stigma that West Virginia gets because we have smart, educated um, kind people here in the state who want to do business, who want to do local business um, and support that. And, um, at, you know, Putnam County is sort of a sweet spot for me because I'm right between Huntington and Charleston. We're sort of a bedroom community uh, of professionals. Our young, um, our clients right now sort of uh, range in that age of like 35 to 65, which, you know, when you're younger, you think 65, that's my grandparents' age. But as, as a 33-year-old now, that's not so old to me. You know, my parents are that age. Um, and it's a younger age, I think, now. And these in the styles of, you know, global styles are starting to come to West Virginia a little quicker. And I like to think that we're being a part of that. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. Great, uh, great job and great, uh, great insight as well. <clears throat> Elizabeth, I want to take a quick second and uh, take a few uh, few moments here to mention our incredible sponsors. We have the State Journal, WV News, Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan. It's the support we receive from these organizations that allow us to highlight the incredible things happening throughout the great state of West Virginia. All right, Elizabeth, let's get back to it. Uh, I'm interested in knowing about the long-term vision for your company. What do you see out in the horizon? Well, you know, as a business owner, you always want to have uh, a plan of growth. Um, I feel like uh, my plan of growth is to enhance our website and to be able to be more, uh, have more of an online presence, more than just social media. We love social media. Um, We embrace it, uh, you know, fully. But um, what we really want to try to do is get 10 to 15 um, model numbers, the things that we sell in our store. And and within a year, we'd like to get those to where, you know, um, internationally we can sell uh, from our showroom. Uh, You know, we have 4,000 square feet uh, of a showroom in, like we said, Tate Valley. But, um, you know, all the time we hear brick and mortar stores are dying and that's not true for us. We do extremely well where we are with walk-in and referral basis, but I think it would be uh, irresponsible of us not to embrace the online trend and to be able to um, provide more, uh, an, you know, web-based service as well. Mm, I love that. It, that's definitely a trend I'm seeing too. Uh, you know, if you have that brick and mortar retail location and blending that with digit, you know, the digital aspect of it and the internet, right. uh, it could be very powerful. So I, I love, I love where you're going with that. That's very cool. Thanks. Elizabeth, yeah, what's, you can't stay yeah. stagnant. You've got to, um, you've got to be able to, you know, embrace both technology and the walk-in status. Yeah. I, like I always say, if you're not growing, you're dying. Right. Exactly. 
Elizabeth, what's one thing that you would like our audience to know about you as a person? Um, well, I am um, a Christian, uh, foremost, first. Uh, I'm a mother. I have a six-year-old little boy named George. He's in kindergarten this year. I have uh, a little girl named Ivory. She will be four in May, and perhaps that's my most important job. It always comes first. Um, I'm a wife to my husband, Brett, who is my greatest cheerleader and supporter, and he's uh, jumped in many, many times to help me unload a truck or do a, um, uh, you know, installation that I needed help with. Um, and I'm a family girl. My family means more to me than, um, anything. Um, and they've always helped support me, but, um, more than anything, I want people to know that, um, I, uh, I want to help West Virginia grow. I want to help my business grow and I want to, um, I want to be a good business person that will help grow and inspire the people around me. I love that. Well done. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. What is one piece of advice you would give to young business owners, entrepreneurs, maybe even women-owned companies uh, that are trying to make it here in our state? Well, um, first, don't leave. <laughs> Wait, there's more. <laughs> yes, um, don't leave. I know, love that. On yeah. A, yeah. The, you know, I've, I've had uh, a lot of colleagues, a lot of friends that I've lost in West Virginia, and I realize it's not um, the booming metropolis that, um, that it, it could be, but, you know, the more people that leave West Virginia, the more it hurts West Virginia. So, um, I, I want people to know one stay and get involved as on a local level with your chamber of commerce. I think that's really important. Um, and two, you know, speaking on interior design level, um, there are ways to stay in West Virginia and be an interior designer. There are a lot of kitchen and bath companies. That's where I got my start right out of school um, that you can get yourself associated with. They, and there's most of them are dying to have actual interior designers who have knowledge. Um, and then just as a business owner, um, don't be afraid to take that next week. I have a lot of friends who are not in the business that I'm in, but you know, who, um, they might be a teacher and, and they might have a gym um, on the side and they want so badly to be able to leave that everyday job and make give a hundred percent to that dream job. And they're just afraid to make that leap. And sometimes it's hard, you know, you, you can't, but what I always try to tell my friends and the way that I made my leap was, you know, I was a stay at home mom after I, ha I had a full-time kitchen and bath design career and then I, I had a stay-at-home mom for a while, and I was just taking uh, jobs as I could handle them. Um, and then it got to the point where it was, I got to either stop taking these jobs or I got to dive full in. Um, and I was very fortunate to get a loan uh, to start my business to get the inventory that I needed. Uh, I was very fortunate to find a space in which to do my business in. Um, and, and to have a business plan and help, help with a business plan. Uh, and, uh, you have resources like the, um, small business association that can help you put those things together to help you find those loans. Um, and it's, it's, it's difficult, but with anything that you give due diligence to, it's possible. So I always try to say, if you're right on the cusp of making your dream a reality for your business, you got to give it 110%. 
You can't, you can't think that if you are giving 30% to your dream and 70% to something you wish you were not stuck doing, that your dream can be a reality. You got to go full force. Superb advice. Great job. Thank you, Elizabeth. What's one thing you do every day that you think contributes to your success? Um, Number one, I ask for people's business. Um, I've always been a firm believer that, uh, you know, you can meet with people, you can talk, you can build relationships, but if you don't ask for someone's business and be able to, uh, you know, it's a deal closer, you know, you have to tell someone, uh, you know, in a, a scenario that we work with, I can present, um, I can present furniture, I can present looks, I can present a kitchen or an idea to you. But unless I ask for your business and give you the the knowledge and how to close uh, the deal that you're wanting to do, um, I don't think that it can always be as clear for people what the next step of the process to do business with you is. Um, so I try to make the best clear path to how much something costs, what the ways to implement it are, and then the closure deal. Ask for the business. I love it. What's one resource you use in your business, Elizabeth, that you just can't live without? Uh, I'd say social media. I mean, we, um, we do not pay for advertisement at all, um, which is pretty rare. Um, and it's things like I'm doing with you right now. Um, you know, we really try to get our, um, our name out there on Instagram and on Facebook, um, with our, you know, our installations, we immediately photograph them. We try to put, uh, at least two or three things out a day just to stay relevant and to stay in the back of people's minds. Um, and that's, I mean, that's been, I used to write for the Gazette before the turnover just recently. Um, that was a huge resource for me. Um, but we really use social media every single day, and we get so much response from it. Great. What is one book you would recommend for our listeners, um, you know, for aspiring entrepreneurs? What, what What's one book you would recommend? Well, I'd love to have a more inspirational answer for that. I don't get to read as much as I used to because, you know, I'm by the time my head hits the pillow anymore with two kids and a business, which is my third kid, um, I don't get to read as much as I do, but I tell you what the most inspirational book for me is, and it's the Bible. Um, I'm a firm believer in Jesus Christ and asking for blessings and asking for success. Um, and I, you know, life comes with a lot of anxiety for me. Um, you know, I think, um, the older I get, the more firm my faith gets because the anxieties that an everyday world can give you, can be easily eased and washed away with prayer and reading the Bible. Amen. Can I get an amen? <laughs> amen. Yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth, uh, it sounds like you're pretty well com- connected down there in, in Putnam County, in the Taze Valley area, if, in Scott Depot. If you could meet anyone in West Virginia, who would it be and why? Um, well, it's kind of a cheat answer. I have met him, but I've not gotten to spend a lot of time with him. But Chuck Yeager is um, my famous West Virginian, and not just because we share the same last name. Um, he, I don't, if you don't know, I know you know about him, Jim, but um, if the listeners out there don't know who Chuck Yeager is, he's the man that broke the sound barrier, um, which is a huge deal um, for West Virginia. He's brought a lot of notoriety. Um, 
in a positive way to West Virginia with his military service and um, his um, his feats. Um, he was a very brave West Virginian. Um, and I recently bumped into him as an adult for the first time at the Greenbrier. Um, and I think it was his birthday. Um, but we, we were, um, we only had a couple of seconds to speak to one another. And I think because of age and maybe some hearing difficulties, he couldn't quite understand what I was saying, but, um, Growing up as a little girl, my grandfather and my father always told me awesome stories about him. So I'd love to be able to sit down with him. Yeah, so maybe somebody who's listening or reading this can make that connection for you. That'd be cool. Yeah. <clears throat> Elizabeth, uh, it's been a, an honor to, to talk with you. Uh, I love your story. I love what you're doing. Uh, you have, you're inspiring me to go out and do better business myself. Uh, how can our listeners and readers learn more about you, you and your company, how can they contact you? You mentioned social media. Can you kind of tell us about, you know, where your store is located and all that kind of stuff as we're wrapping up? Yeah, my business is located at 168 Great Pays Boulevard in Scott Depot, West Virginia. That's off exit 39 um, on I-64. The best way to get a hold of us um, would be my, I always list, people always laugh at this, but um, when you Google our business, my cell phone comes up. Um, when they call, I answer always Jaeger Design and Interiors. This is Elizabeth. Can I help you? And they say, oh, is this your cell phone or the store? And, you know, I put my cell phone out there because I want to catch every call. I want to make sure that we're helping everybody that reaches out to us. So it's 304-553-5663. Our email is Jaeger, Y-E-A-G-E-R at Y-D-I-W-Z.com. And then you can get us on our handles at Facebook, Jaeger Design, and Instagram, Jaeger Design. Awesome. And we'll make sure that we include all those links in our show notes uh, on the podcast for sure. Perfect. Thanks. Um, Elizabeth, do you have any closing comments that you would like to uh, touch on that we haven't uh, already in the, in the last uh, several minutes? Possibly the only thing that, you know, um, if you don't know about Jaeger Design and Interiors, we're, um, we do residential and commercial interior design. We offer furniture, finishes, lighting, art, small accessories, gifts rugs, anything that you can possibly imagine that you would need for your home or business, we can provide that service. We also have that instant gratification uh, because we have 4,000 square feet of beautiful things that you can walk out that very day with your own sofa or your own chair or, you know, whatever you're looking for. Um, And we really, really love working with the public. It's my favorite thing ever to see a space come to life. So if you have questions, give us a call. If you um, want to just see for yourself. You don't have to have an appointment. You can just walk right in. Wonderful. Elizabeth Yeager Cross with Yeager Design and Interiors. Folks, if you're down in Putnam County, and you know, I encourage you to stop in at their location there at Scott Depot. Check them out. Check out their website. It sounds like an amazing company and doing great things in West Virginia. Well, that's a wrap on another episode of Positively West Virginia. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WVNews.com, Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan. As we continue on our journey to help share positive stories about companies and people doing amazing things all across the Mountain State, just like Elizabeth Yeager Cross and Yeager Design and Interiors, our hope is that we in some way inspire you and teach you by sharing these wonderful success stories in West Virginia. 
If you or if you know someone who would be a great guest on the show, drop us a line on our website, PositivelyWV.com. We appreciate all your comments and encouragement, too. And of course, we encourage you to share these stories on your social media channels. For Positively West Virginia, until next time, I'm Jim Matuga.